Donald Trump creates another Twitter storm, which is usual, but this time he creates a new word in the process. Meanwhile, Kathy Griffin gets the axe at CNN for giving the axe to Donald Trump. And apparently people actually do love their Blackberries, although I'm the only one that bought a Priv. We'll have that and more of the great conversations we had yesterday for today's podcast. This is a daily recap podcast for June the 1st, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cooper Payne. I'm your moderator at the website This Is a Conversation and the man who gets to present this podcast for ThisIsAConversation.com. Glad to have you along with us for the ride and all the great conversations that we had yesterday on our social media channels and, of course, the main website. If you want to have these conversations with us in real time, more or less, follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, you can find us at This Is a Conversation. And, of course, the main website, thisisaconversation.com. At our website, you can keep up with trending stories and see what's happening around the world and conversate. That means talk with people from around the world on these great stories. You can also find a chance to get your conversation ideas or at least your opinions that get you paid. This happens when you join the conversation survey panel. Easy application process. Just click a button, fill out some interest, and you're in there just like that. Plus, we have some great just great awesome sponsors people that are helping us support this podcast check out the listing of them and see if they have something that can help you out in your daily or maybe something more exotic cloud nine living one that we've showcased a couple times over the past couple of weeks uh they're the best way to get yourself a great vacation something you may never ever thought of and of course we have some great deals on coffee as well everybody loves a good cup of coffee i'm having a great cup of coffee myself here as well but on to the conversations that we had on yesterday. Yesterday was the 31st of May. We wrapped out May, got into June today, and great conversations we're having or expecting to have on the day. But let's start off with our very first tweeted conversation, very first conversation we had out message-wise. Uh, the rush hour bomb near the embassies in Kabul killed 80 and injured hundreds. By the end of our day yesterday, the number was around 90, 92 dead in that bombing, and the number of, of injured still in the hundreds, although it probably went up by two, three more hundred. What happened during rush hour traffic in Kabul, a bomb went off that was disguised in either a sewage truck or a water delivery truck, basically some sort of big truck, went off near the embassies and caused quite the issue with uh, one it being rush hour traffic in a city that's pretty um, populated, but um, also very chaotic in this traffic, uh, like Kabul. And, and of course, um, just the fact that so many lives were lost in this bombing. Uh, it was not claimed by a major um, Islamic state or something like that. It was claimed by a sort of a minor league um, terrorist group, if you will. And we know what happens when you call uh, terrorist groups minor leagues. They all of a sudden become big league. But it wasn't claimed by ISIS. It wasn't claimed by Al-Qaeda, but claimed by a smaller group that operates inside of um, Afghanistan, um, a splinter group, if you will, on its own. And there's still plenty of that since a lot of Afghanistan is basically lawless because it's all, a lot of rocky terrain where a lot of people, not-so-great people, can hide. So we're still dealing with this uh, a day later, we'll find out more details, I'm sure, about who's actually going to take the fall for this, if they can go back and get some retaliation, if you will. Now, what actually happened a bit earlier in the day or night was Donald Trump uh, had a midnight tweet, a, treat, a tweet around midnight about negative press Kofifi. Um, it was a very short tweet that talked about all the negative press Kofifi, C-O-V-F-E-F-E. -E -E. 
It stayed up for about nine hours, and then um, it was erased, and then he uh, asked the people, so what do you really think Kofifi is? Of course, by that time, the Internet had already seen it, had already went nuts on it, and the morning shows were really just baffled by the fact that they assumed it was a typo talking about negative press coverage, but or conferences, something like that. But people went to put Confifi as coffee, which was the closest thing to anything they could throw up. Confifi became a rallying cry for both sides of the aisle, and Confifi was essentially what you needed to say when things weren't going right. So Confifi, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, which Merriam-Webster even jumped in and said, uh, we're, we don't know what to do with it either, uh, may actually become a word if somebody can figure out and pin down what exactly it will mean for you know everyone universally. Right now, your confifi is your confifi, and your confifi may vary. Eminem celebrated the anniversary of the Eminem Show uh, CD release um, by releasing a cassette. Yes, that is very retro now, but uh, Eminem released a cassette for the anniversary of the Eminem Show, one of a uh, great, we've talked about a lot of great music lately that's been uh, really key to the landscape that it is today that the young kids don't understand where it came from. Uh, the, uh, the Eminem Show, about a 20-year album, uh, 25-year album, uh, that was highly influenced by Jim Carrey, specifically by The Truman Show, the movie The Truman Show. Of course, you remember that movie where a guy was living inside a TV show but not knowing he was the star of the show. Everyone around him, the sh- the, the sets, the people, the, uh, the scenes, the city itself built on this island that was pretty remote uh, was built around the birth and the life of one guy named Truman who had no idea that um, everyone around him was an actor and had a part to play. And when he found this out, it, it was uh, that was the revelation of the show that he found out that something was amiss and found a way to escape the Truman Show uh, in a very dramatic fashion. It was a great, that was a great movie. I love that movie. But Eminem is celebrating the Truman, the the Eminem Show, which he says was actually influenced heavily by the Truman Show with a special edition stuff, a cassette re-release, um, liner notes that explain sort of where the songs were headed from the things and all that stuff. So if you're into cassettes, you can find a cassette player, get it on cassette. Otherwise, you can, sure, you can get it down on your iTunes or your Amazon. Back to Donald Trump, expected to exit the Paris Climate Accord. Now, we know more about what he's expected to do uh, uh, later on in the day, but early on, he basically hinted that that was what was going to happen. The U.S. was going to exit out of the Paris Accords, which ironically or coincidentally, the only countries in the nation that have been asked to sign on this thing and refuse are Syria and Nicaragua. So we'll be joining that company there as well. Russia, of course, not asked to be a part of this thing. And the rest of the European nations are all scratching their heads on why Donald Trump and his administration and just his people aren't going for this. The really weird thing about this is the EPA director is for pulling out of the accord. Of course, Steve Bannon is for pulling out of the accord. But many other people, including his secretary of state who ran Exxon Oil, uh, Exxon Oil, for example, also wants to stay in, and his daughter, Ivanka Trump, wants to stay in. The big issue is not so much the actual climate change issues here, whether the climate change issues is fair or unfair against the workers going back and forth. But if we pull out this accord, uh, that means that we essentially secede our rights to really join the conversation in any sort of climate change and any sort of political issue, economic issue as well. And that leaves the world up to follow China 
which would be the other large, the largest nation other than the United States uh, who is in this thing right now. China, of course, doing its best to take over a lot in the wake of U.S. stepping down in the uh, Trans-Pacific Alliance. When the U.S. US stepped out of that, China is stepping into there to become the trade leader in that area. And now for this trade-slash-environmental treaty, uh, China would be more than willing to take over as the main player for this thing here. We'll see what Donald Trump actually plans on doing, but right now it looks like, like he promised, he's getting out of it. He doesn't like bad deals, so he's just going to scratch them all and then leave us with no deals, and we'll see how things work from there. Uber fired the former Google engineer that they hired, who was basically running their self-driving uh, program because of a dispute in self-driving technology. Number one, the guy that they hired has been um, accused of stealing technology from his former boss and using it at his new place, which is a bad thing. So Uber, now trying to get itself away from the issues, is distancing itself from the guy by literally getting rid of him from the company. We will see how things hand up, end up and how the driverless car program will go for a company like Uber because Uber makes money on cars picking people up. And if they don't have to pay any actual people, they could probably make more money for cars picking people up. John Clayton has joined the latest TV talent that's been fired for ESPN. Now, this is something that we probably should have figured out by now. But John Clayton sending out some information that he was one of the people that were released in the mass batches of layoffs a few weeks ago by ESPN. However, comma... He's still gainfully employed. He has a daily radio show that he's still been doing the whole time, and he does some hits for some other uh, venues as well. John Clayton, who is known for many having the best Sports Center commercial ever, uh, where because of the rumor of him having a long rat tail, uh, he does a spot hit um, from the satellite with the background and, and in his suit. And then he rips off the suit and pull, undoes his hair and lays in, in bed and eats a. Uh, old Chinese because he's quote-unquote living in his mom's basement uh, at all, at, when people think he's just this this genius um, reporter guy, but he's literally just living in his mom's basement doing stand-ups in front of a little blue screen. So John Clayton, one of the people that have been released from ESPN's long list, is, long list of released TV personalities. We'll see how things are going on. The big issue on this is the fact that ESPN is essentially putting more effort, emphasis into some of its NBA coverage and backing away from some of the NFL coverage and, of course, hockey coverage as well. Hockey being very easily uh, seen as something they're not putting much effort into. Football, we'll see how things get revamped as their Sunday night package and their Monday night football actual game uh, is being reworked for the season. This is another story that's 20, 25 years in the making. Uh, This goes back to Mary Kay Letourneau. It goes directly to her as her husband has filed for legal separation. Now, you may remember, or maybe you don't, uh, Mary Kay Letourneau uh, was a teacher who was dating her 12-year-old student at the time, uh, at least having sex with the 12-year-old, and got pregnant by that 12-year-old. She spent some time in jail for that issue, uh, was told to stay away from the young man. And when she got out of jail, she started relations again, had another baby with the young man, and went back to jail. When she got out of jail this second time, she had divorced, divorced her husband, or I think they may have divorced before in the first batch. She was divorced, and she married the then 21-year-old because now he was old enough to have consent. He asked for all the the the, the 
the restraining orders to be released so he could marry the woman he loved. Ten years later, or 12, 20, 12 years later, he's filing for separation. Uh, the daughters that they had now, 21 and 18. So they're well-grown, and although they've been kept well out of the spotlight, uh, they hopefully will be able to cover up, deal with all the issues that would probably drive me crazy if this were my family, to be honest. The EpiPen maker is being blasted. They have paid their top exec a $98, $98 million bonus this year for great deals with the EpiPen, even though the EpiPen has gone up about 300% in price over the past five years. A lot of talk is going on about these medications, medications that are essentially, you know, almost as generic as Tylenol, things that everybody knows of, things that are very easy to manufacture, fairly cheap to make, but they're, they're, they're priced out of the range of many people, and if you don't have good insurance, you're priced out of the range of people who really need these things. EpiPen paying one guy $98 million for doing such a great job when the device that he creates is being sold at something like 300% more than it was two years ago. It's something that I guess he's making great money for the company, so that means, hey, they can pay him a lot more money, but as far as the well-being of the people, you have to think about do the companies really have to care about the well-being of the people or are they really just looking at shareholder wealth? This is one of the things that makes you scratch your head and wonder. Another one that may make you scratch your head and wonder is the BlackBerry Key One, which has been rumored for about six months and went on sale yesterday. Uh, the, highlight, the headline we had was um, from a story that was out earlier in the week uh, that said BlackBerry Key One hits Amazon and Best Buy on May 31st. So yesterday was your chance to get a BlackBerry Key One, which, uh, as I said in the tease, I believe I'm the only person in the world who actually bought a BlackBerry Priv which was so high price for the privilege of having a BlackBerry, which is the inside and outside joke, uh, which is uh, a slider phone which has a, a full, it's basically the size of a good-sized Android phone, but the keyboard's on a slider. And it was built that way. It made a couple, a couple things kind of weird, but I thought it was pretty cool. What you'll have now is a regular, I guess you still call them candy bar phones, a regular candy bar-style phone which has a keypad, that doesn't slide, so a big chunk of the phone will be a keypad, so the phone will probably be a little taller, a little thinner than normal, but we'll see how many people get into it. It is not, of course, created by BlackBerry because BlackBerry does not create any more software. This is one of those things like you see things with, with Polaroid on it or Kodak or things like that where the name of the brand still exists, so you license it to the name. It's still a BlackBerry-style keyboard, uh, built by another company, and the software being run on the phones is, of course, Android. So it's a new Android phone. It has a keyboard, and what they're looking for is people who keep saying they would love to have a physical keyboard, uh, but the problem is they don't seem to want to pay for it. Now you have a phone that's in the range of about $600 a total as opposed to the Priv, which is what, which was $699 uh, for the privilege. This one is about $599 to $499 in some cases, and you can get it at Best Buy or get it on Amazon, set for various carriers or unlocked. Amazon is selling unlocked versions that you can carry to any carrier that you choose to go to. CNN fired Kathy Griffin from its New Year's Eve coverage duties, uh, and it's pretty obvious. After releasing the pictures of her uh, holding a bloody head of Donald Trump, for whatever reason, she decided that was entertaining, and she had someone else decide it was entertaining to take pictures of, or at least they took her money. She posted those. They were going to be in a photo shoot somewhere. I'm pretty sure they're going into a vault, but the Internet has them forever. 
And no one, no one liked the pictures. No one got it. No one was down with that. CNN very furious with them early on and later in the day yesterday announced that they were going to uh, fire her from the New Year's Eve coverage. They have terminated her contract from that show. What they'll do New Year's Eve, who knows? They'll probably be something that will actually be relevant to news now and not have Anderson Cooper act all giddy with a crazy person doing crazy, stupid things. As I said yesterday when we talked about her apologizing for this, I don't find her entertaining. And just because I don't find her entertaining doesn't mean that she's not worth getting the gigs. But I don't find her entertaining, so why am I watching her on TV? No longer, apparently, for at least CNN's version. Maybe she'll pop up in someplace else. Her show, Life in a D-List, I don't know if that's even still on anywhere, but we'll see how that one works out as well. Michael Kors shutting down at least 100 stores following a catastrophic sales decline. That is the... Um, quote they use catastrophic uh some of the comments on social media were were basically based on michael kors's stuff being everywhere including uh how can you worry about it being you know such an exclusive thing in his stores when you go to a marshall's anywhere in the nation and get plenty of michael kors discounted bags so the problem seems to be the double sellers market or the bottom market for older inventory, the after-sale market, the retail warehouse market, I guess, or the fact that some of these things they build for that outlet market are actually built for the outlet market, and they just, for some of a reason, they're just not built and put on the same level. They may have some actual defects. They may actually just be the same brand, just to pay a price a little bit lower so people think they're getting a deal. So Michael Kors deals, if you're looking for a deal, They'll probably have some pretty big ones as they're shutting down 100 stores. So the big-time stuff, the high-priced stuff, should probably find up find its way to a Marshalls near you pretty soon. Late yesterday, we put this one out for all you nostalgic people. A lot of old shows coming back. The Eminem show, of course, we talked earlier in this podcast. But Animaniacs, a reboot of that cartoon in the works by Steven Spielberg, Amblin TV, and Warner Brothers, the people that brought us the original Animaniacs with Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, plus Pinky and the Brain, and all the other great characters go along with that. Um, we will see you know, the Good Feathers, and also we'll have Slappy and, and, and all the great ones. Um, at least we'll expect to see all the great ones coming up. Now, Animaniacs was something that was kind of really near and dear to my heart because it was... Old-style Warner Brothers cartoons mixed in with new references for the new age. And it came out about the time I was in late high school and early college. So it was one of those things we watched after class in college, Animaniacs and Batman, the original series, oddly enough. Because, you know, what do you do? You, you get out of class, you go get some lunch, and then you go watch some cartoons. That's what you did back then. So Animaniacs apparently going to be rebooted. Of course, we know DuckTales is already uh, done. Essentially, it'll be out soon. And Darkwing Duck coming back as well. We'll see what other pieces of nostalgia are coming back that we can blame our kids for, and even though we're adults that really want to see the cartoons. And our first story for the day, uh, it's Mr. Met, of course. Mr. Met was caught in a video yesterday uh, after, or actually before the game, it was a horrible game for the Mets anyway, losing in a pretty spectacular fashion. But apparently some fan called out to Mr. Met, the mascot for the Mets, to the big baseball head. And on the video, you can see Mr. Met throwing the bird towards the fan in his costume, which is weird because he's, he's wearing the big white glove. So that's kind of, kind of freaky. Um, that guy obviously has been fired. The Mets have apologized, and Mr. Met hopefully will not be around, or at least that won't, won't be around to terrorize any young children. 
Uh, it's just one of those things when you're in public and you have to deal with the public, especially fanatics like the fans in the stands, you've got to make sure you have all your anger management issues well taken care of. And that was the conversations that we covered yesterday. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of great conversations going on today. Lots of stuff happening on this Thursday, rolling into Friday. And very busy things, of course. We'll probably have the more stuff on the Paris Accords and more Donald Trump on Comfifi and uh, just more, more Donald Trump, to be honest. But hopefully we'll have plenty of other great conversations and other great topics that aren't Trump-like and aren't political because we like to have those conversations with you. And we like to do them on social media and at our website as well. Stop by in social media. See us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. This is conversation.com is our website where you can find all the conversations we have going on, plus a link that shows you the trending topics, the big Google, Google trending topics, what's going on. And, of course, you can join the conversation survey panel and have your opinions help get you paid. And we ask you to check out some of our sponsors as well. If you want to find out more about my other projects, you can go to the website jclevenpain.net and check it out. It has a pretty good listing. Right now it's it up to date. We'll see how long that stays. But an update listing of all the con- all the projects we have working on at the moment. Meanwhile, we hope that you come back tomorrow. We hope that you're subscribed to this podcast so that you get this podcast instantly and automatically to you. Leave us a review if you do have a subscription to the podcast so people at your platform can see how good or maybe how not so good we're doing. And of course, join us tomorrow for another edition of the podcast. It's Friday, so we'll have, of course, a daily recap podcast, and we'll also start working on giving you some teases for the weekend wrap-up podcast. And hopefully, we'll actually have an interview set up for this weekend. So thank you so much for joining us, and join us tomorrow for more great wrap-ups of conversations.